0: Welcome back to The Conservative Woman's Guide. I'm Karen Lips here with Peyton Smith. Thank you so much to everyone who has reached out and given us such kind feedback about the podcast launch. We're just getting started and we're excited to grow. Thanks for being here. Please keep sharing the show with your friends. Today, we'll be covering the Conservative Woman's Guide to Getting Involved on
1: Campus. We are covering a lot today, from different clubs and activities you can get involved in on campus to finding the right balance of extracurriculars and academics.
0: This can be an intimidating area to navigate at this time in your life when you're already grappling with so many other big changes. For many, moving away from home, starting classes, making new friends. It's so important to have a plan and to be really intentional about how you
1: want to use your time. You can always add more clubs and commitments to your plate later, but you don't want to be in a position where you join a club or commit to a group, and then you have to back out because you have to prioritize your coursework.
0: Peyton, what were you involved in in college? I was actually involved in
1: a couple of different things. I had my sorority, I was involved in my new chapter, a turning point chapter, I floated in and out of some Pirates for Life meetings, and then freshman year I was also involved in our student government. So a nice mix of things. I think getting involved in other political groups on campus will help you stand firm in your beliefs, and you'll realize that there are other conservatives on campus,
0: whether you think so at first or not. Well, and I think it's important that there's multiple conservative clubs on campus, because in my experience, uh, they often have a very different tone. Some uh, are more educational. Some are more activists, like we talked about in the first episode of the podcast. So you've got to find one that suits you. Uh, I know I uh, got involved with the College Republicans at UVA, and I remember distinctly at a meeting that one of the guys in the organization uh, was bragging about how he had already bought his website for when he was uh, old enough to run for office. So it was that his last name and then the year. Crazy. That's crazy. So, <laughs> obviously, and it makes sense, right? Like college Republicans is more political, people with more, uh, you know, ambitions to run for office. And that's fine. Uh, but I think it's a good lesson that there's likely multiple conservative clubs at your uh, campus. And even if one is not the right fit for you, you shouldn't write off all conservative clubs. You should look for others because they might have a very different feel. Was that your experience, Peyton? Yes, I would
1: definitely agree with that. I think our new chapter on campus was focused more on the culture aspect of the conservative movement. It was all girls, obviously. So we talked more about what was going on within the culture, especially the new girl boss trad wives dynamic that's happening within the conservative movement. Whereas our turning point chapter definitely focused more on policy because that's what the guys were super interested in. So it
0: was nice that I could kind of bounce between the two groups to get my fill on both. Well, and it's interesting. I also felt that during an election year, things changed. So during an election year, uh, the College of was very focused on helping campaigns, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. It was door knocking, making phone calls, where non-election years... Uh, there would be more of a focus on policy or things that were just happening in, in the state. And one reason I'd say to get involved in the political organizations is that you often get to hear big name politicians because many of them will go out to college campuses. So that was always always fun getting to hear the the politicians um, through the, the campus organizations.
1: Yeah, um, I would definitely say just put yourself out there because you never know who you'll end up meeting and who you'll make connections with. You don't just have to be involved in political organizations. Like I said previously, it's good to just get involved in a variety of different groups.
0: I agree, Peyton. I think it's important to think about other things you like to do or skills you want to develop, and you can find ways to pursue those as well. Uh, If there's a cause you really care about, chances are there's probably an organization on campus Um, Mm -hmm. And you can make a difference for that cause. Uh, I know a lot of students volunteer. One thing that's really cool and new is so many of our chapters were volunteering that we actually started a program called conservative with the S E R and V capitalized to emphasize the service aspect of conservatism. Mm -hmm. And so really encourage our chapters to give back to their communities and to volunteer. So I know that's, that's one way a lot of our students get involved. Yeah, those actually were my favorite events, not just on
1: staff, seeing all of our women doing amazing things within their communities, but also taking part in that on my own campus. One of my favorite events that our chapter at Seton Hall hosted was during the holidays, we actually wrote letters to our troops and we sent those out just to brighten their day since I know a lot of the troops coming from a military family, a lot of our troops can't be home during the holidays, so it just felt like we were doing something nice and I felt like we were making a difference. And that's cool that it has a real personal connection to you and your family. Exactly. So that was one of my favorite events that we did as a new chapter. But then we also at Seton Hall had service Saturdays through our campus ministry. And it's a big thing, especially within our freshman class, because they have a certain amount of volunteer hours that they have to fulfill. So it was a great way where you go out within your community and you would pick up trash or you would serve food to homeless people. And it was a great way to get to know others within your university's community
0: but also within the community outside of your college campus. And did you feel like you made friends through these activities, uh, maybe outside your kind of politics? Yes, I did. I met so many people that I wouldn't have if I
1: stayed within my little political bubble.
0: It's great to make friends through conservative clubs it's also good to make friends through other organizations and activities. So volunteering is one way. Peyton, you mentioned that you were involved in student government. Mm-hmm. Tell me about that. Yeah. So it was actually part, we called it SGI, short for Student Government Association.
1: And I was part of it my freshman year. So during COVID, actually, I was the vice chair of our PR committee. So at first when I signed up, I was that like- That sounds like a big job. It, yeah, you were doing, doing
0: PR during COVID? <laughs> it was not what I
1: thought I was signing up for. That is for sure. Um, social media at that point was the main way that students were connecting, not only with one another, but it was the main way that the university was disseminating information. I remember a big thing that students were reaching out to their members in the SGA. They were asking if we they were going to get refunds from the school for room and board since we had to leave early that semester. So it was a great way to get to know the administration and those outside of your friend group. But also, I felt like I was making a difference, and I was really fielding the questions that students had. And I was so able to get back to, to administration kind of be that bridge between the students and the administration.
0: How did you decide to run for office? And did you do any trainings or anything to prepare I didn't.
1: Such as choosing my major, I really just jump headfirst into every single thing I do. Would not recommend it, honestly. I think people should definitely prepare more before getting involved in things, but I saw that there was an opening. I was a nursing major at the time, so there was an opening for a nursing senator, and I looked at my mom, and I was like, I think I'm just gonna apply. I'll do the interview. Why not? What's the harm? If I don't get it, I don't get it. There's no harm in that, but I definitely wish that I had gone to some trainings prior because i don't think i was fully especially during that time i mean no one can anticipate going through a global pandemic while you're in your student government office position but i definitely was not prepared for other things outside of just the pandemic i think going to trainings before to develop skills such as public speaking is a great thing to do prior.
0: But sometimes you just got to jump in when the opportunity presents itself, right? Yeah, I take that to heart. <laughs> <laughs> but I know there are some things that uh, some of our chapter women have shared that have been helpful when they've thought about running for office. Like you mentioned, uh, public speaking mm-hmm. courses. And even if you don't run and win, learning to, to be a better public speaker can help in, in a lot of different careers and different fields. Uh Some of our chapter leaders, I know, uh, recommend joining a slate with another candidate. Uh, There can be value in partnering with other candidates who maybe have different friend networks or different networks on campus. So that's something people recommend. And just like your experience, sometimes you just got to run to learn. And sometimes you win. uh, And I'm sure you learned a lot in that office. And sometimes you learn a lot from running and losing, but you've just got to do it. No, I agree. I'm glad I did
1: because it really did. I found my passion for social media and using that as a platform to disseminate information to others. And I don't think I would have found my passion for that without running for office. So it's not something that I regret. I just definitely wish public speaking is a big one. I'm not the best public speaker, but I so I wish I had the training prior. But I guess it doesn't really matter because when I was in office, it was during COVID, so everything was virtual anyway. I know people at that time probably <laughs> needed a training on Zoom
0: etiquette, right? Yes. Turn your cameras on. Make sure you're looking at the camera when you're talking. Definitely. So it seems like you were involved in a lot on campus, yet you still started a new chapter. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear about that. What motivated you to start a chapter of the Network of Enlightened Women? Yeah. So... COVID, I really just jumped full
1: force into everything I did, honestly. It was the time where I just decided to do everything I could have ever dreamt of doing. So I wanted to create a space on campus for conservatives because when I got to Seton Hall, there was no space for conservative voices. We only had a college Democrats, although they weren't, they're not too active on campus. But I wanted there to be a place for where conservative women and men could talk about what they are passionate about without feeling the pressure from the left because our school was a very left of center school being up in Northern Jersey. And I felt like once I took the step and created this space for conservatives to, to speak out and I started speaking up about what I believed in, others naturally just decided to follow. I think one person having confidence to do that gives other people confidence.
0: That's awesome. I love hearing the stories from our chapter leaders of why they decided to take the step and start the chapter, especially because often they have similar themes. You mentioned wanting to have a voice and a place for that. And that really echoes back to um, the founding of the organization. I started new in part because there wasn't an intellectual home for conservative women on campus. There were women's centers. There were women's studies departments. There were other women's organizations. But even though those organizations and institutions had the title women in them, they actually weren't for all women. Mm -hmm. They were for a specific set of women, namely progressive women. When I went to our women's center, I asked if they would co-sponsor a new group for conservative women at the University of Virginia. The faculty member looked at me like I was crazy, chuckled, and said, not here. So on the one hand, it's uh, frustrating that I think there's so many women out there that still need this space on campuses. But on the other hand, it's awesome to see women taking those steps and just getting the chapter started. I love it. Definitely a lot of work, but I think
1: it was well worth it in the end. I gave the women on campus a space where they could talk about policy if they wanted to without feeling pressure from the left but we also didn't have to talk about policy we could just talk about like i said previously we just talked a lot about what's going on in our culture nowadays and how everything has such a leftist progressive viewpoint and I think coming up with brainstorming ways that we could combat
0: that even though we were just college women on campus uh well Peyton, how did you even hear about new in the first place Social media. <laughs> and that is appropriate because you now work on our social media. Exactly. So it's a full circle moment. So when you started it, did you do it on your own or did you recruit some of your friends to start it with you?
1: Yeah, I actually recruited some of my sorority sisters and we started our chapter together. It definitely took some work, especially being approved through the administration that was because you're being approved from students on the student government association committees, and they go through. So it's like talking from your peers. I felt like I was on trial at one
0: point, but it was still through the screens. Thank goodness. I can imagine, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can imagine one like one progressive student feeling like this is their moment to attack. It was all. It was a slew of all progressive students. So I, yeah. <laughs>
1: Prepping myself before that call took a lot of a lot of courage, but... Good job. <laughs> Thank you. So okay. it was definitely a lot of work, but we just kind of stuck to things that we were passionate about. When we were planning our meetings, we just picked things that we were talking about anyway amongst our friend group. And we were like, hey, anyone who wants to come and also talk about this, we're inviting you to meet at this room at this time. We'll have snacks, food, but it just became a nice space where women from all friend
0: groups could come,
1: and we just talked about things that mattered to us.
0: And what were some of those issues, or what was your biggest event that you did while you were on campus? We had
1: a couple different ones. Our favorite were the current events discussions that we did. So we hosted one when there was a lot of drama. I mean, there always is, but there was a lot of drama about what's going on at our southern border when Biden took office. So that was a big one. And we actually had some women from the other side of the aisle come and speak to us as well. And we were able to come to a a nice resolution, in my opinion, of what the administration should be doing which was nice to kind of hear different perspectives. And even some women on the right side of the aisle agreed with the, the women on the left side of the aisle were sighing. So it was nice to see that if you take a step back, we're all kind
0: of working towards the same goals. That's great. I enjoy hearing from so many of our chapters about the different activities and events that they host. Some will run book clubs for a semester. Some will bring in a speaker and host a larger event. Uh, And that often takes more work. So if somebody's just getting started doing a book club or a current events discussion, I think that's often the way to go. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Hosting speaker events does take more work. We had two different speaker events, and we teamed up with our Turning Point chapter on campus to host them just because we needed all hands on deck to coordinate not just with the speaker, but also with the administration. It's more paperwork trying to bring outside, especially because we were private, institution, bringing an outside speaker onto campus. So we had one event where we hosted someone who came from South America, a communist country. He came and spoke to us about why communism is bad because a lot you believe it or not a lot of students on campus don't think that and they think that it's amazing that we have to have continue to have those discussions it seems like the most simple conversation but people genuinely think that communism should be brought to america so we had him come and speak to us which was very enlightening he told a lot of his personal stories and then we also had another woman come and speak to us about the pro-life movement and what she's done with her time within it
0: with all these different clubs that you were involved in, how did you decide what you were going to spend your time on? And and quite frankly, how did you make sure to leave time for <laughs> academics?
1: I just, you have to pick the things that are most important to you. So I started out not committing to too many different extracurriculars at once. And if I did, I made sure I didn't take leadership roles in them at first so I could see what the organization was about and how much time I was really willing to dedicate to it.
0: That's a good point. I know that I also looked at my uh, calendar based on the semester. So some semesters I knew I was taking harder classes and could needed to spend more time mm-hmm. on the actual coursework, whereas some, cha- some semesters, uh, maybe in particular my last semester <laughs> of, co- of college, Um, It was a little bit lighter. And so there was more time for different extracurricular activities. Uh, And I think that freshman year, you know, focus on academics that first semester and make sure you're all set there. I think that's, that's the way to go.
1: Yes. I also did time blocking. So I would time block my days out and I would do all of my homework for the classes that I had that day directly after class so that I didn't have to worry about it prior to the next class, which really helped. I'm using a planner. I think I lived by my planner. I think you still do, right? <laughs> oh, I do. Now it's more my Google Calendar. I live by my Google Calendar. If it's not in there, it's not happening is my saying. But previously, it was my physical
0: planner. Hey, everybody's got to have a system, right? Yeah, physical planner or on your phone, just something to keep track of everything. Yeah. I think the big takeaways
1: that I hope everyone hears from this conversation is how to maintain a balance between your academics as well as extracurriculars and how that balance is the key to being successful, as well as having fun on your college campus. Join us next week for the Conservative Woman's Guide to Thinking Critically. It's going to be a good one. Make sure you subscribe to the Conservative Woman's Guide wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, leave us a five-star review. If you have any ideas for show topics, definitely let us know by emailing us at media at enlightenedwomen.org. And we'll see you next week.